one. What's going on? Everybody. You've got the card board coach here with your boy, Coach Co. And team, we've got a very special guest on the podcast here today. Someone I had the pleasure of getting to know a lot over the course of the last little bit. We got Daryl Gardner, a.k.a. Dr. Collectible. How are you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Um, it's been a blessing. You know, been a grind, but I'm I'm doing well, man. Feeling good. I love it. Uh, we just spent a lot of time together at the National. How are you feeling post-National? Man, it's it's been a ride. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it, it was like a blur almost. <laughs> <laughs> but so much in that blur. Yeah. And uh, definitely just taking it all in, um, learning from the experience as well. So, like, just after the whole thing went down, I, I definitely I, I took some time to sleep, too. I ain't going to yeah. lie. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey. Cause you guys were out afterwards, man. Like I was the one, I was the one that was I was copping out early. I was like 10, 10 30. I was just bed, bro. I was done. Yeah, man. Um, the different events I went to after the national was over on um, the different parties, things of that nature that the trade nights, like everything was just crazy. And um, like I said, it it, it was worth it was well worth it. I'm gonna say yeah. that. It's funny you mentioned uh, like kind of like a come down after the national. I was talking to uh, Kyle from the King of the Cards on my last podcast. And he was just like, man, like it, you almost you kind of forget all the stuff that happens when you're in it. You know what I mean? And like over the next few days afterwards, you're like, wow, like I can't believe I did that. Or like, I can't believe I met this person or, you know, it was like really special getting to interact with like so and so. Right. So there's like a like a, almost like a decompressing happens like on the, the few days that that after the event transpired definitely I, I i agree with you man um the different names of individuals that was there um all in one house in like that one span of like what was like five six days yeah priceless man priceless moments that you can't take away um even for me i i had a lot of them man did you have like a list going in of like people you wanted to meet or interact with? Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. You have a list of individuals. Um, I want to say it was about, I think like seven, seven to eight individuals that I wanted to come across. And I'm like, yeah, I need to pinpoint that, get that off the list. Yeah, yeah, off. it's like the check mark. Oh, not even knowing if they're going to show up or not, you know? Yeah, yeah. What are uh, you want to share a few of those names? Yeah, um, no order. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, not... that's cool. That's cool. Um, but I would definitely say Michael Rubin was on that list. Of course, I had to make that happen. Gary V was on that list. Uh, Derry Jeter was on that list. Angel Reese uh, definitely wanted to meet her. I like the way she grinds, man. Yeah, she... of course, man. Um. The next individual, I wanted to meet with the committee, the committee of the national. Um, that was very big for me because um, I'm like, I, I just wanted to get insight on the new management, um, the people that they was bringing in and things of that nature. So that that was pretty cool. Uh, six was uh, TriStar. TriStar 
everything that they had going on. Shout out to Jeff and, and what he's doing. Um, I, I just thought it was amazing of the talent that he was able to bring in. Um, so yeah, I would say TriStar and their management, which is uh, Jeff. He runs the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, seventh um, was on my list. Was <laughs> this is interesting? I wanted to see Allen Iverson. Yeah, yeah. I saw him. Yeah, you and, got a funny story about this, right? I want to hear it. Yeah, so um, right before I, I – all right, so if if people seen the picture that I posted up with Marshawn Lynch, this was right before I came across Marshawn Lynch, and they're talking, you know, and, um, you know, the kid in me is like, yo, yo, Iris, like, hey, yo, what's going on? Uh, can I get a picture? And um, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a sec. And he just walked off. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) the kid in me was dang. But the doc, the doc collectible in me was like, you know, I I think I'll see him again. I better see him again. Yeah. Yeah. So the way you said that's the second time you saw him? Yeah. That was the second. So he's evaded you a few times then. Yeah. Well, the first time it was, uh, I think. It was at Hooters. It was it was at Hooters just eating. It was him and his peoples over there. About to so uh <laughs> it also looked like Iverson. So from there, like I said, that was my first time. Then that was my second time seeing them at TriStar. You'll get him. I mean, he's been talking more and more about just being more present in like the the like the space post playing. And uh, I mean, there was a video that came out where like all of them are at dinner. I say all of them, like Michael Rubin and, you know, a few relatively large members of the the collecting community at large. And uh, Iverson was talking about like, you know, the the real love as the people who like show you love after you're done playing. And so I think he really kind of like acknowledges that like like these people are like the people who show up to these are the one the real ones. You know what I mean? Like when it's all said and done, when. It's like what it's not what have you done for me lately? It's like I remember what you did for me, you know? And and I, I'm kind of in the same boat where like Allen Iverson was my favorite player growing up. Like I, I love basketball because of Allen Iverson. And uh, you know, it's it's funny saying that now because like I'm so much more into hockey and soccer. But at mm. one point, like ho- basketball was my favorite sport to watch. And it was because of the answer, it was because of Allen Iverson. And I think it really resonated with me, like just how small he was versus like i mean he, he played in like a big man era right like i mean like he went up against like bro he, he went toe-to-toe against Shaq uh, yep. on the regular and like those giants over there like f- at detroit and and he still won an mvp you know and like carried his team single-handedly into the playoffs into relatively deep playoff runs and like he never he never didn't speak his mind and i i, I love that about him you know what i mean like alan everson was always raw he was always him yeah, yeah. You you can tell it by the aura. Like, you know, the t- the tats, the 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 braids. I mean, just him getting braided up on the sideline, yeah. like um the culture that he brought in. It, it's I, I think because of him, didn't they have to change like the structure of how guys dress in the NBA or I, whatnot? I have no idea, man. Yeah. It's like it's a couple rules with AI that that you know they applied and things that nature. So I think like with with him, he, like you say, he he really didn't speak his mind, but you can tell it from the aura and how he yeah. played. 
y'all know what time it is. Yeah. And I mean, I see that a lot like in you, right? Like I see like you have come into this space mm -hmm. and I have seen you, you know, progressively just come in and like absolutely dominate from like a media perspective and from a content perspective. And I'm curious and, I, and I'm sure the listeners as well want to know, like, where where does your collecting journey start? Like, how did how did you jump into the space and what what happened once you did? So for me, it started back when I was a kid. Um, when, when I look at collectibles, I look at anything. So I yeah. used to collect. I might have two, one to play and one to put to the side. Um, I collected sneakers. I'm also like into NFTs and things like that of that nature now. So it's like for me, I was always into collecting. The big thing to me was video games. My dad was into sports cards, things of that nature. I always like cleaned his cards once a week uh, or every two weeks. And he would have them, you know, sealed and things of that nature. Yeah. Got me into it. I didn't like as much. I wanted to play sports, then collect sports cards like that. But I always was a fan of Kobe, too. Yeah. Iverson, like, I, I got a lot of Iverson stuff. It was a lot of Kobe. And years later, this, this years later, 2020, uh, 2019, 2020, uh, my dad would send me my Kobe Bryant cards for my birthday. Yeah. Because I'm living in Atlanta. He's in St. Louis, East St. Yeah. Louis. And from there, I'm collecting. Then he'll send me, like, my – uh his high school jersey that I had, you know, just to, you know, to collect, because, you know, I like to collect or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and, like, diff just different genres, too, right? Well, not genres, but different, like, I mean, autographs, like, like we're talking about a game, like a high school jersey, like, that's, it's not just sports cards. Yeah, yeah, so it's, like, for me, I, I just collected everything, and what really gave me that push where I decided to be, you know, like, okay, Dr. Collectible, um, I want to say years, uh, maybe it's like 2020. I'm going through a situation in my life or whatnot. And like I said, I come home, don't have anything, you know, um, had to rebuild. And Kobe ended up passing away. Yeah. And, in January, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that hit me hard. I was like, yo, I'm going through this. Then that was like my favorite play of all time. All right, bet. All bets are gone. I'm going to find out what to do. Because I'm like, yo, Kobe would be like, yo. And, and, and just even though that I had a small relationship with him as well, followed me on Twitter, talked a little bit, even went to some of the games every time he came to Atlanta. So for me, that's how, like, my journey had kind of started off. Have you followed you on Twitter? Yeah, I, I actually posted. And yeah, he followed me on Twitter. My dad, the same high school jersey. Of Kobe Bryant's that he sent to me, my dad took a picture in it and was like, "Yo, follow my son. His name is Where Am I At on Twitter." And I was like, "Dang, Dad! All right, I posted it up. Look up like hours later. I was like, "Dang, Kobe Bryant following." I was like, "All right, but that was that's pretty sick, cool. man." Yeah, random stories, man. That this is how I like kind of got into the hobby, man. Was just Kobe, you know, and and that grind and that persistence and creating Doctor Collectible. I, I was like, hey, I want to, you know, come with something dope, something fresh for the hobby. I'm like, I want to come in a doctor's jacket and a 
you know, Comic-Con type of field and go to car shows. I know it's going to turn heads, you know. That yeah, was you, my... You had the, the stethoscope early on, too, I think, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And, um, and still have that stuff. Um, yeah. Anytime I go to, like, animes, in anime cons or, or cons and stuff like that, I'm wearing, yeah, it's dope. But so yeah, that, that started off. Yeah. So talk to me about... Okay, so we started off, you know, you jump in, you're, you're collecting Kobe Bryant, and all of a sudden you're you're wearing this doctor's outfit, essentially, right? How do you decide that you're going to go all in on this space? Like, what is it? Like, what happens? You know what I mean? Um, because it's, a, like a, it's almost like a, a, a switch went off. Yes, it did. For a year, I sat back and looked at the landscape of the hobby and what content was being put out. At this time, I didn't have a logo. I had an emergency sign, a red emergency sign on my um on my Instagram page or whatnot for us to display pitch. And from there, I'm just adding people, looking at the landscape. I'm just like, I, I, all I'm doing is putting out cards. Don't even know nobody doesn't even know my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From there, I said, okay. I just found my lane. I'm going to come with Dr. Collectible and I want to bring something to the hobby that nobody is not bringing. And it was the content that I started to put out. Um, with the content, I looked at it like, hey, I'm going to do interviews. I want I want to be a media ambassador. If people will call the influencer as well. But I was like, I want to expose the hobby to people and let them make their own judgment by making great content, friendly content, because I know that sometimes that's the first thing that people see before they come to this space. Like Jeff Wilson, I started watching Jeff Wilson before I really started diving into this space. So it's like, for me, I wanted to bring cool, friendly content. I wanted to go to the sports car shops, interview them, talk about it. You know, I'm going to different events trade shows car shows talking to all the vendors i'm not only giving you cars but i'm giving you people lives that are in it the stories yeah i tried to set off differently when i first started to like click and was like hey let's do this the right way let's make a uh let's create a business out of this and um uh, that, that that was my mindset from the beginning I find it interesting that you know the more people i talk to on this show the more we talk about stories and how prevalent they are not just in sports cards, but in the people who collect sports cards and uh, you know, life is really kind of just about telling stories and you know, the people who are the best at telling stories, they gain the most traction. Right. And I think you're definitely onto something when it comes to, you know, creating content that let's say the, the first timer may consume. Right. You know, yeah. especially in 2020, it was very hard for new entrants to acquire wax. It was, you know, the grading companies were basically shut down. Like so many yep. aspects of the hobby that uh, previous entrants would, you know, probably suggest that a new entrant start to do. Um, it, it was very difficult. So I think the barrier for entry was quite high. And at the same time, there was like, a, it's always, there's always some form of drama, right? In the hobby. But, and uh, so, I mean, get coming at it from a different perspective is definitely something I admire from you. Um, 
and definitely something I've seen specifically with your content. I appreciate that. Um, that's definitely what I'm trying to get off. It's a message every time. Like I look at every post that I post, it's like an album or like a single, like this could be your next big hit, whatever it could be. I don't care if it's even a picture video real whatever it is like i treat it like it's my next best thing if i'm talking about a business because i believe in the system and learned about it i, I just don't go out there talking about anything if i'm into nfts yes i'm into uh, nba top shop nfl all day um you know i can talk about them things because i'm into nfts yeah. or web video games water games knowing who's great in video games you know um all the way from comic books cgc you know how they're great in comics learning about the comic book thing uh it's it's all a big aspect but for me I, i'm literally generally trying to give people a great experience in the hobby you know and let yeah. them choose how can the hobby be better you know, like what, you know, how can you use your platform and use your voice to showcase areas that either need improvement or that you can directly impact? Um, That's a good question. It's a few things. It is, it's, 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 it's a various, a few things because it depends on how people look at this. Um, what are you going see my thing is what are you going into the hobby for that's the first thing like find out what you know what i'm saying what yeah why are you in this thing yeah. um like for me i want to become uh, a businessman um i seen uh ways to you know become a business individual i think that's a great way when we can teach each other to learn how to be entrepreneurs in this hobby yeah i more needed than a, a, a lot of things um, is being able to educate people on the business aspect, whether if it's selling cards, whether if it's advertisement, whether if it's marketing, whether if it's anything across the floor, um, partnerships, equity, um, just knowing how to move correctly. The other thing is, is that um, we could do better in different spaces. Uh, I think people, like I say, should be definitely be more open. Just be yourself. Um, think about what what content that you are putting out and knowing the aspect of like the individuals that you're touching as well. I think for me, I try to make kid friendly content. Yeah. At the time, I know if adults going to watch it, kids going to probably want to tune in as well. So that's been my aspect of like how to make this hobby better is thinking about all genres of, of people that can that you can touch. Yeah. You want kids, you want to be able to touch the adults, you want to be able to touch everyone. Everyone is not going to agree with you. I'm starting to learn that now as well. Like I get so much um I don't even want to dive into it, just the messages and things that I get sometimes. And yeah. well, like, all what, I do like, I know you say you don't want to dive into it, but like, I would, what, like, what, what are you talking about though? Like, are just, just like messages saying like, Oh, like, why are we, why are you talking about, why aren't you talking about this? Or, 
you know, are people suggesting that you should be talking about something else or that you shouldn't be talking about certain companies? I want to say in the course of a week, um, I have been called maybe an industry plant. This what? End. Really? Yeah. I, I even posted up on my page. Um, I got it on my bio. I was like, anything that anybody call me, I, I've heard people call me a marketing genius. Uh, I have heard, I've had people reach out to me about the term media ambassador. Like, I'm not going to lie. I made up that term because yeah. I the put myself out there to individuals in a hobby. Yeah. Okay. It's the hobby. And like, you know, I've had mess where like, yo, why the heck do we have a media bias? What do we need that for? And I just kill people with kindness, man. I, I be kind hearted and let people know I respect their, um, their thoughts. Um, and most people be like, yo, I didn't think you was going to react that way. Or like I treat people how I would want to be treated, yeah, you know? So that's been my biggest thing on how I've been trying to change the duality of what people may think about me. Like I, I literally woke up, no spoon fed, anything like that, and just grinded out and tried to find myself in this hobby. I mean, that's one of the things I respect the most about you, bro. Like you're always everywhere, everywhere I see you, man, you're you're putting in the work, man. And it's not just like it's not just for show either. Like, I mean, I've seen you when the cameras are off and you're always grinding you're always it's same it's the same person same energy you know like you like you're going you walk into a room and and the room is automatically brighter so i appreciate you oh man same with you brother like i finally got to come come across you at the national like yo you're a totally different breed man. <laughs> yeah people are like oh yeah you're a little different in person i'm like yeah, I'm... <laughs> it's all right <laughs> i don't know if that's good or bad so um, talk to me about where do you want to be in this space? Um, you know, let's say ne next national, like what does it look like for Dr. Collectible? What does it look like for the hobby? So for me, I'm all about taking this space to the next level. I always thought about taking car shows and trade shows from ballrooms to arenas, you know, mm. like, I want to be able to take this thing as far as I can to the moon. I want car shows to have better experiences. That's why I partner with guys like Hobby Slam. It's their media ambassador. Um, Bay Area Car Show. Uh, the Flip. You know, it, it's it's a few shows that I'm trying to get up under my belt that I want to be able to take to the next level. And partnering with businesses as well. Um, I want to partner more with businesses that are on the grind that are on the come up that's the thing about with me um i know about feeling like feeling like just starting from the bottom you know i want to see companies grind like i i want to be able to see this thing as a like a utopia man like its own world uh regardless if you're coming in to make money in the hobby or breaking Making like I want to make this whole experience of the hobby better for the future for the kid that's just getting into it. Fifteen years later, he didn't he didn't made this hobby better. Like I also believe in treating people good. Like yeah, I I do believe in that. It's like I've had plenty of kids. Hey, I, I look at your content, things of that nature. And I know they're watching because I could spark the mind of that kid that's 20 years later 
um, created a business and a hobby where he'd been able to open up 100, 200, 300 job opportunities. You know, that's the aspect of the vision that I have for this hobby. And I just want to be able to grow with it. And, and for me, next year national, I plan on pushing it and, and try to make it even bigger than the one we had this year, you know, working yeah. more. Eddie, the new the new management team like you know I, I it's gonna be a thriller man like like for me I, I'm looking at it like yo this I, I tried to drop uh Lil Wayne you know um like like I feel like this year I'm I'm on that Lil Wayne 2009 run Ooh. like like that's it's a grind every day it's yeah. a hey brother seriously I think it's also fantastic watching you and like not like put in the work and I, I mean you're in a unique situation here where i mean you are a i don't want to say a pioneer but you i think you are in terms of like younger the younger generation you know especially for like people of color bro like you're out there grinding as one of the faces of, of this hobby in general my guy like and so uh, I would definitely be inspired by you. I mean, I am inspired by you already. Do you know what I mean? But especially if, if I was a little bit, you know, if I felt like I, I wasn't, my demographic wasn't present in this space, right? So like you're out here putting the work for everybody, bro. Appreciate that, man. That's That's all I'm trying to do, inspire everyone, every kid from every race, I don't care what it is, man. I, I Hispanic, uh, European. I don't care. Overseas, Australian, um, African. I don't care. Like I don't yeah. care. It's for everyone in here. We already collect many people from different races on cars. Like you know, why can everyone enjoy? You know, I agree with you, man. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Stephanie about this too, right? When she was like, "Yeah, like I just like it feels wonderful to kind of like be a." someone who who can push forward in that space as you know in her case she's like a woman and she's hispanic right like it's just it's it's fucking awesome bro and it's, uh it is just it like like you said it, it's amazing to see people like just blossom in this space a, a lot of these individuals i watch you know coming into the game as well i, I definitely want to give my respect to a lot of these content creators and and just, I know, like, I just branched off this year. Like, from the beginning of the year, I had a mindset. And for everyone that's been doing this thing before me and even after me, yo, kudos to them and respect to them, for sure. Do you find all the traveling difficult? Yeah. Now, I have traveled this year more than I have ever in my life. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, it's been a show or two that I have missed because of traveling, and ended up putting like public announcement, like you know, apologize to these shows because I really wanted to be there or people that I needed to link up with for the first time, which meant really did it for me. But yeah, being, but yeah, traveling is 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 it's ridiculous. I'm gonna say that. But I'm starting to get used to it, especially airplanes. I got this thing with my ears, like, yeah. like up and it's popping. They say chew gum, things of that nature, but I'm starting to get used to it now. So, 
do you ever feel like there is a lot of pressure to just do what you do every day? Like you, cause you mentioned that like there's times where you miss shows, right? And then you have to, I mean, just the fact that you, you have, when you miss a show, you have to make like a public statement. Do you know what I mean? Like, does that, does that ever like weigh on you? Do you ever have to think about that? Is that something that ever crosses your mind? Yes. So, so it's, it's, it's different. Um, I'm trying to see how to explain this. All right. What I do, I call it my craft, right? Yeah. It's a recipe that I whipped, whipped up for myself. Anyone that I deal with business, rely bit business wise, relationship wise, brands, anything, I take it seriously. Because I want people to take me seriously. Yeah. Number one thing, your word is your bond or what you put on paper is what you stated is what you're going to do. Yeah. Things is so reliable when it comes to the hobby. And and the reason why I I I, I like I just take it on my shoulders like, yo, everything that I do, I'm gonna give 110%. That's why you see me everywhere. Like 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 my guy DR said, Daddy Rips. My guy DR said, be available. Be available. Respond to everyone. Check the messages. You the opportunity of someone reaching out to you and you not checking that DM and maybe in the next five minutes or ten minutes, or I would say within that day, somebody may have already gotten that opportunity from. Literally. So for me, I try to make myself available. Um, where in turn, I'm I I I I fell in love with the grind. Yeah, that's trying to figure this thing out. I fell in love with the grind, and from there, it's like every day is what's new, what's the next business move, uh, where I'm finna go, this next show, travel, things of that nature. Like my life was just sitting at home, figuring out content. This year, to the moon, like that's where it's at right. Big difference. For real. Big. What would what would you say? So I mean, obviously, like I, I watch your stuff. I I see the comment section. What would you say to someone who, you know, questions whether or not you collect or not? Mm. Interesting. You mind if I get a second? Oh, no, man, go for it. <laughs> go for it. Go. <laughs> I got that question not too long ago, and people ask me, like, yo, when when have you posted a card? When have you? Yes, I collect. It depends on what I'm collecting. And, you know, got this from a friend at the National here. Sick. Kobe, you know, rookie card. Uh, another Kobe Bryant from GM10. G- GM10, shout out to them and what they're doing with the videos. Bro, uh, those, they are, gave- those are funny, bro. Yeah, bro. Shout out Hard Killer. Yo, the ultimate chase, man. I love this box. Everything that came with it. I rock with Blender Zombie. Card art. I'm a supporter of it. Slab Mats. Shout out to them, man. This exclusive right here with the jewels on it. Hey. You know. I collect a lot. Um, I mean, 
even stuff like this. Oh, that's number sick, that. man. What is that? Yeah, so this right here is a piece of D. Smith, man. Um, and basically, the artist is Daniel M. Smith, yeah. which did use um, the game used piece of a jersey that Troy Aikman wore. It's pretty dope, and it's numbered out of uh four sixty eight to five ten. So it's like little random stuff like this, little knickknacks, man. Um, seal case. Shout out to Ken Golden, y'all. I got a seal case of um nineteen ninety four Ted Williams basketball, man. Like I, I collect a lot, man. Um, yeah. When people ask me, you know, are you collecting anything? The thing is, is that you know, I just don't only show cards, like, and you asking me that was interesting. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to show some stuff today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially because, like, I mean, we talked about this at the beginning, right? Like, you tell me that you collect so many different things, and that's why I thought it was very funny. And like, we've had this conversation in person, and I, I, it's just so funny when people are like, oh, just like, do you even collect? It's like, it's like if you don't. If you can't prove that you collect, you can't speak on anything hobby related. You know, like it's, it's like <laughs> Yeah, you you know what? Can I show can I show something else? Yeah, yeah, I... go go for it. Yeah. Take me a second. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, we're good. This is pretty This is pretty exclusive right here. Ooh, exclusive. Uh, I got this. It's a pop one. If anybody know, I'm a pop one guy of Kobe Bryant cards, man. Kobe Bryant, the GOAT all the time. Got this bad boy here. Nice patch. Numbered out of 500, but it's number 51. PSA 9, and it's pop one of this That's card. Um, I love the early Kobe Bryant cards. I'm a big Kobe Bryant collector of anything that's pop one. I figured that since this is a 2002 uh, UD Authentics, and you telling me this is the only one that's been graded by now, I don't think there's probably any more that's probably going to surface up by this time. Yeah. Oh. I love that, yeah. man. <laughs> well, because like a lot of people know you as like just someone who creates content, right? So, I, I mean, not that you have to justify, you know, but I, in the in the case where someone's like, oh, you need to, you know, you need to collect in order to, cr to create content or speak about the space or have a voice in this space. I mean, you are a collector. You collect many different things, you know, and I, I think that, I mean, I've, I've vocalized this many, 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 many times. I think that everyone or not, I don't know about everyone, but if we look back far enough, like people are, are inherently collectors, right? So it's just a matter of you know, finding out what the niche is. That's actually one of the things I love the most about this hobby is that there's so many different niches. I mean, you talked about like the collecticons and stuff of that nature. Like how do, so actually I've got a good question for you. So yeah. how do the collecticons differ from mm. the sports card shows? Interesting question. All right. It's it, all right. So it's a totally different, it, totally different two worlds two worlds if you can collide them the right way magic but sports cars and, and this is a quote from a friend of mine he said this the reason why i left from sports cars because it was just too aggressive it was macho it was uh, you know like 
is um dog eats dog. Pokemon is friendly. You don't have to worry about Charizard breaking his leg. You don't have to worry about you missing a season. Uh it's kid friendly. Everyone can enjoy it. I'm not saying everyone can enjoy sports. Yeah. Everyone can just enjoy the atmosphere of going to a collecticon or anything of that nature and go out and, and wear a Pikachu outfit and not be looked twice about it. Or come out looking like Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball Z character. And the experience is, is crazy. Sports cards, you got guys at the booth. Or, you know, at the National, everyone bringing their A game. Um, the boost was ridiculous. I, I love what they bring to the game. But, you know, it's just sports cards, sports cards, sports cards. A little bit of Pokemon. I love what Jim, uh, Jim and Ten is doing with, you know, with the laughter, with what they're bringing to their videos. Yeah. I, it was definitely about- a different vibe because it, like, it was like not serious at all. Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas like, I find that I mean, we talk a lot about content and like a lot of the content was like, was like pretty serious, you know? And like the message was pretty clear. It was like, Oh, like I met this person or like, there's a deal deal on the table for 50 K or there's, I just bought this or whatever the case may be. And I mean, yeah. some of it is like fun and playful and stuff, but like they just took it to a whole nother level. They're just like, we're just going to entertain you. Bingo. I, that that's the aspect that I look at with bringing new people into the hobby is the entertainment part. I feel like Collecticon and, and all the cons and anime conventions and things of that nature, they have that down pat. But I think sports cars is a totally different breed. It's I, I like the atmosphere. I, I love the, the competitiveness. I love the negotiations. I love everything about it because that's what sports is all about. Yes. You know? Yes nature so yeah. i understand this person that doesn't understand that macho mentality when guys go in there and they're making deals they're sitting out all day with their cars laid out trade night baby let's get it done i'm still here late compared night to- early morning you know yeah to- everybody going to sleep man it's family time you know people that bring out their kids you know and, and things of that nature uh so yeah it's it's Two different atmospheres, but I think if someone could bring it together, it could be amazing. So two events, two events. I think that's doing that right now. I just want to add to no, that. No, no, go for it. Go for it. The national somehow tried uh, tried to pull it together. I, I think I think with the new boost and, and the experience was was so dope. Also, culture collision, the trade show in Atlanta. I believe they're doing a great job with bringing in everything for us the culture art sneakers cars anything you can name across the board uh three on three basketball game card star game you know um then the two shows that i think that's definitely taking it to that collecticon type of um feel you know where they're trying to bring everything together but also, it's other car shows. I feel like they're doing it too. Um, Bay Area Car Show, uh, Hobby Slam. I feel like they're trying to take that to the next notch. Miami TCG Convention, um, Bay Area Car Show. A lot of car shows in Florida. I feel like 
is trying to take that nod. So yeah, yeah, where it's going. Yeah. So, I mean, recently Fanatics has came out and said that they are going to start live events, basically starting in 2024 or like, I don't know what live events, but a live event. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are speculating that it's going to try to go toe and toe with the national. When you hear stuff like that, what do you think Fanatics and Michael Rubin specifically is going to offer to the event space that will compete or potentially supersede the national? So it's it's a few things that I feel like they may have to go in place. Because like you were at the trade night, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think that is interesting, right? Like how was that trade night? I think that, that kind of allows like a nice little segue. Yeah. The trade night was interesting. Um, That was maybe one of the biggest trade nights I've ever been to in my life. Uh, there was people in line for you know, hours, like, still trying to get in after it was over. After it was over, everybody was like, oh, we, we're going to chill in the lobby and, and we're going to place our cars out and we're going to do it that way. I got a chance to talk with Michael Rube. Um, Very interesting conversation on and off camera. What I feel like could happen, and this is not him saying this, this yeah, is yeah. my my mindset or what I think was finna go down. What they're finna do is is globalize this this whole thing, the hobby, globalize it. And I feel like there's a chance that we could see shows where not only it's just sports cars, but it's Pokemon all together in one, the collecticon type of feel that comic-con type of feel but also i think when you're talking to, talking about comic-con you know how they usually break the new information about the marvel movies and um how they break the trailers yeah. and things i think when you're talking about men collective all in one with the national i think they're going to try to mold that thing together to where you're going to see new announcements on different products, commercials. You know, we might see the players uh, doing commercials now and, and it'd be exclusive things that you may be able to only see like how Mint Collective does it. Yeah, um, I think they're going to try to bring all of that into one place and also globalize it. I think also this event could possibly go on tour. I do feel like it could be something Ooh. like uh, where they're not only traveling to New York, and taking it to arenas. Remember, I said from earlier, I said from ballrooms to arenas. Yeah. So doing the Barclays, all of a sudden going to Chicago, then Vegas, then California, then, you know, doing this at baseball fields. Um, I, I think it could get to that point. And I think it, I just think it could go there for now. That's it's, it's- uh, I mean, it's but all they, it's all speculation, but at the same time, like it's it's kind of fun to go there, like mentally. You know what I mean? Where you're like, mm-hmm. I mean, it just to see the transition in the last like even four years, where sports cards were these things that you kept in your basement or in your garage or under your bed, or I mean, obviously there's some people that they didn't, but for the most part, you know, you don't really talk about your sports cards unless it's with other people who you know collect sports cards, and now you can kind of speak to everyday people 
depends on the person and depends on, you know, what they know about pop culture and sports. But at the very least, it's like, it's a little bit more relatable now. And, and you know, I, I continue to see maybe more and more and more it becoming more and more relatable. I just said more and more like 12 times, but I just, uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I see that, you know, with, I mean, we saw like, I see you at ESPN articles about sports cards, you know, sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad, but like, that's something I've never seen before in my life. I've seen it maybe with like a few all time high sales and that's it. Right. Like, so it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how this, how this all plays out. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just excited for the space and I, I love to watch it grow and I love to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, I fucking love, love seeing all of that for you as well, man. Doc, if people are going to find you, if they want to reach out to you for a partnership, if they want to just pick your brain about maybe video games or they got a cool Kobe thing that you might be interested, where can they find you? How can they contact you? You can catch me everywhere. Um, reach out to me on YouTube. Reach out to me Twitter. Um, I got a LinkedIn um, <laughs> website. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I'm on all platforms. It's an interesting thing, though. I only have Instagram on my phone. When I do post on other platforms, I post. I delete the app, and then I'll come back maybe like a day later. Really? So, yeah, so this, uh, That's so this interesting. is... interesting. I want to hear this. All right. I figured out something about myself. Okay. This probably see me grinding like so hard, things of that nature. I locked in so hard on going on eBay every day, going to golden auctions, pristine auctions, going to all these auction companies, checking out each and every media outlet, going to TCG player. I did this every day until I locked in. All of a sudden, I started losing, like, not interest in social media, but it was like, okay, I found something else to keep me busy than watching someone keeping me busy. I'm now creating the content compared to watching the content. Even though I watch a lot of content, but I only consume what I want to put out. So I do do not have to. All right. So I, I only have Instagram on my phone. But the thing is this, because a lot of the business plays and, and ventures and things that I have happens on Instagram. But what I do is I do go on YouTube and things of that nature, TikTok, and after I post, a day later, I will go on there and I will re-download the app and just to be able to be able to communicate and be active with them audiences on the other platforms because I could catch myself being on YouTube ready to post something and then all of a sudden YouTube has taken me to watch uh, chiropractor videos and I've been like hours in, you know? I yeah, just yeah. wasted time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. It's I, think I think it's really interesting, man. And I think, uh, I mean, at least you know yourself though, right? Like at least you're putting yourself in a position to succeed with, I mean, you know that you need to create content. You know, you need to interact with, with, you know, individuals. And you know that it's not that you don't want to, it's that you don't want to, to have, I don't know, I guess no control over it or, you know, knowing that this is this might be an issue for you. Right. It, yeah. It, no, you're exactly right. That's how I look at it, because I only got 24 hours in a day. YouTube videos can take up about two. 
Facebook could take up about two. All of a sudden, you got you find yourself being on Twitter now. Now you find yourself being on Instagram. Now you find yourself being on TikTok and look up. Eight hours of your day has been spending on just watching everything else. Yeah, and, and now you're a consumer versus a creator. Yes, bingo. And if I am consuming, it's consuming content to help elevate myself and, and get myself better to be able to put out better content on a daily basis. That's really interesting. Team, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Dr. Collectible. As he said, you can follow him on all channels. His link will be in, in the description. Don't you worry. Brother, I thank you so much for coming. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. And I'm looking forward to getting to know you further, man. Definitely. I, I want to be able to work with you more. I love what you bring to the hobby. People that's in the hobby. Like, first off, the content that you create, I want to give you your respect, first of all. I've been wanting to say this for a while. I want to give you your respect of what you bring to the hobby. Every time I go on Instagram, I see you talking about something new. You're a ref you are very refreshing. You put out great content. You keep me involved in things that I don't know about, just like people like the Car Dome and, and, and others yeah. that are in the hobby. So for you, kudos to you and what you bring to the hobby. You bring something to the space that and, and that energy. Um, and you and you look healthy. You look good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for real. Yeah, man. yeah. Yeah. The appreciate you man team i hope you enjoyed this uh, this week's episode take care cardboard coaches are out of here